Welcome into another episode of the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy as always. I'm Mike Nicastro. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Dub Sports One at Jordan York Music. My guy, my co-host. He got stuck working a little overtime today, so he's behind the scenes. He'll be back jumping on with us on our next episode. Listen, if you followed me in the past, you know that the NFL Draft is my absolute favorite time of the year. Uh, it's Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate in the winter and spring, man. And so wrote a story over on yinzercrazy.com and our platform and sick podcast earlier this week on a guy named Dan Henley, linebacker who is absolutely making a name for himself. He's already made a name for himself on the West Coast, but on the East Coast too, we're absolutely talking about him big time. And now I'm going to talk to him right when we come back here on the Steelers Crazy Podcast. Turn up your your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Aaron Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. All right, all right. We're excited. This is one of the most athletic dudes Honestly, I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, and I've scouted a handful of these guys. So let's bring them on. Day and Henley, we're super excited. My guy, I got the wazoo colors on for you today. I, I love had to, it. I had I to rock it. these. Yes, sir. That crimson. I love it, man. That's that's, that's <laughs> the light right there. Go Cougs, baby. Love it. Appreciate you jumping on with us, man. This is super exciting. One of the first prospects we're profiling over here. Man, you just had quite the week over in Mobile, Alabama, the Senior Bowl. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Uh, I mean, the whole experience was great. Uh, shout out to Jim Nagy for having me. It was it was a big deal. You know, not only was it a big deal for just me, but all the guys who were there. You know, you go throughout school, you know, college, hoping to be invited to an all-star game. And, and one of the many, and if not the biggest, is that senior bowl. And yeah. to have the opportunity to go to that stage and showcase what I got, what I've learned, how I've grown, you know, you cherish that moment. And it's an accolade in itself, you know, just being there is accolade. So, I mean, it was it was a moment for me to go out there and, and try to shine amongst the, the big dogs, and I tried to do my best to do that. Well-deserved, 100%, talking about accolades. Butkus Award finalist, first-team All-Pac-12. Uh, man, you got to uh, expand that trophy stand over there. How do you think you fared? You talked about it. You touched on it there briefly. Uh, you had that big fumble recovery. But overall, in terms of the week at the Senior Bowl, what are your takeaways kind of? Uh well for me the biggest thing was to to make an impact in my in my stock as far as coach's standpoint to be able to go and showcase what I can do in front of the many like the many coaches that I was able to you know be around to to be a, a on the field and off the field leader was big for me and you know I felt like I really did that and the biggest thing for me as far as what I wanted to showcase was the brains, you know, the mind, the, the fact that I love football, I study the game. You can't see that type of stuff on film. Like no matter what you say, you can look at a guy and run around, be athletic, but you don't get to under the hood and see what he's thinking, how does he process. And that was the biggest question mark I think that they had for me. And I wanted to go set that record straight that I, I process, I can lead a field, I can command the defense as if a quarterback was commanding an offense. And I feel like the biggest thing for me was to do that. And I think I did that for the most part. 
Yeah, absolutely incredible stuff. And your play on the field was not bad either. I got I to gotta throw that your way. All right, listen, you talked about the coaches. I mentioned previously off air, you're aware, the are Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. That's an organization, obviously, that I'm sure you're familiar with, even though you're kind of a West Coast the guy out there in California. Mike Tomlin was there. I know Brian Flores isn't coaching anymore for the Steelers, but he was out there. Did you have any interaction? Was there even like a uh, uh, what's up day on a brush by from Coach Tomlin? Tell yeah. me about that. Well, our our defensive coordinator was the DB is is the DB coach for the Steelers. Uh, I want to say Grady, but I could be wrong. I want to say, but he was amazing at what he did. That was one that I interacted with on a day-to-day basis. I was able to talk to him every day. He was my coach, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to make the biggest impression I could on him. And then I, outside of that, I talked to Mike Tomlin a couple times. Uh, really? He was on the sideline when I first met him. He was just right there. I came off the field, and he looked at me and said, you're from L.A. So I'm like, he obviously knows me. I'm like, yeah, I'm from L.A. And he was like, okay, how does it feel out there? We talked. We chopped it up for a little bit. We laughed. And then I got back on the field the next day. So this is, that was the first day. The next day, he came and watched us do drills. He he talked a little. He banter a little bit of banter. Like, man, linebackers can't get blocked <laughs> by running backs. Make sure y'all not getting blocked. And he, so, we yeah, we talked a little bit just quite some time. And, then, you know, outside of that, we I had interviews with the Steelers. So I, I got to talk wow. to the organization quite a bit and it's, it's more conversations to be had moving forward with the combine coming up yeah shout out secondary coach grady brown man good good call that's something I, I didn't even realize it put together necessarily but good to hear that you guys formed a little bit of a relationship out there man i want to talk about your versatility i know this is probably something that gets brought up a lot probably don't get sick of talking about it <laughs> start your career in nevada man you're a receiver like yes. come on now what what receivers in college are transitioning to first-team all-pro linebackers? How often do you see that, man? But tell me about these experiences, how that transition happened, first and foremost. Uh, well, what people don't really realize, this it started. I was a quarterback from five years old to 17, which was yeah. high school, senior high school. And senior high school is when I kind of – became more athlete like base where I started playing every position that you could think of on a football field, which is how I became a receiver. Uh, Get to college as a receiver. It's, it's far much more simpler than being a quarterback ever, you know? So like for me, I'm learning how to just sit in zones, sit in pockets. Uh, Where do I find my opening? How do I run this route and get him off balance? That's how I'm like learning a game from just outside in because you know, receiver, you're pretty, you're pretty much out the mix. But I was a very physical guy. Like I was only like 190 to start, but I was one of the more physical receivers that we had. So from there, my coach, my position coach was like, man, you could be a hell of a guy on defense. I don't know if he's trying to kick me out the room or not, but he was like, you could be a hell of a guy on defense just because you're so physical in the game. Like you're more physical than everyone in my position room. So he was like, would you do that? And I'm a yes type of guy. You know, as far as coaches go, I'm trying to please the coach so I can get the best out of me and the team. And I feel like doing what a coach is asking of you is only because he wants everybody to be better. So I'm like, yeah, for sure, I'll go to defense and let's see what, how that goes. So from safety to nickel, from nickel to a spur in a, in a 3-3 defense, mm-hmm. just moving around the defensive side, eventually I found a home at linebacker. And along the way, I was able to learn different things. Like 
being a nickel, I, I'm more so out the box. I'm just running against slots where you can see that type of, like, my versatility. I stuck a lot of slots. Like, I wasn't sticking tight ends at the time. I was a nickel, so I was considered to be a faster guy. I got into the box, but I didn't lose what I, I didn't lose anything that I learned from being a nickel which is where my versatility expands. And that's something that I, I take pride in, playing so many positions, but learning from each. Not just a guy who moves around. You know, some dudes just move around position to position because they can play them. I'm moving around because my coaches understand that I can learn each position. So that's kind of how I move on and, and expand with the versatility. I can't imagine how much playing receiver and quarterback helped you grow as a linebacker yeah right you understand routes you understand you know guys obviously hips right watching watching where guys are going route running breaking out i can't i can't imagine you know somebody having that experience taking that to such a different position must have just elevated that play exponentially no a thousand percent i mean my thing like my my niche my like what sets me apart and and how do i you know because we're all Everybody that's in the draft class and in previous and, and future draft class, they all have that thing about them that makes them stand out, and some guys mm-hmm. don't. But I want to say that I am someone, because of the positions that I've played, makes me an every-down guy. Like, I don't need to come off the field unless I need a water break, which I don't need too many of those, you know, just making sure I stay hydrated. But, you know, I don't need to come off the field because I'm an every-down guy. You need me in the running game, I'm showing up. That's also something big that I wanted to show, that I'm physical at the point of contact. So I'm showing up in the run game. And then beyond that, I'm in the pass game. Like, don't I don't need to come off the field. And I love to learn. So I'm always growing. I'm always developing. I'm always trying to get better. And those are the things that I like key in on myself and just try to work and get through just to show to these scouts, like, that's the guy I am. And beyond that, like, just just to talk about just breaking down the game real quick, you learn as a quarterback that you're top down. Where's the safety? How many two high, one high? Then what type of, you know, box am I getting so I can know the passing game and the running game? From defense standpoint, linebacker standpoint, it's top to the, I mean, from bottom to the top. So I'm looking at the front, looking at the line of scrimmage, then I'm getting to the backfield. And that's kind of like the little difference that I've learned moving forward. And it's made me much better. My guy, you literally don't ever have to come off the field. You can go out there, play some tight end, put you a slot receiver yeah. if you need to every <laughs> once in a while, put you back there in the backfield. Do it uh, all. Wing, wing T, man, who who knows? I, I absolutely love that. You obviously got a lot of a lot of strengths. We touched on those. But this process is exactly that. It's, it's yeah. a process. What are some things you're working on right now as we lead up to that combine? Right now, I'm just working on the consistency. Making sure that the things that I do, I can consistently do. It's it's just, it's a big quote that I've taken from my past coaches is to be consistently good and not occasionally great. I don't want to pop up on screen and then I disappear, you know, after that. So right now I'm just working on consistency. I'm still drilling the board, just, just going over film and watching film and talking football, just drilling it, drilling it, drilling it. And beyond that, it's combine time, so. We're working on that 40, making sure that yeah. speed shows up on that day, not only just on the football field. All right. Are we talking four fours? I can't say what I'm doing now. Come on. Now I can't All put right. it out All there. Right. I know. All but, right. But I'm the gonna, speed we're gonna is remember speed this. Is there. It's about being fast, man. It's about being I fast. Know, I know we're not talking four sevens, four eights. So <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll put it between a four, 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 six. Come on range. now. 
but we'll we'll uh we'll keep that a, a secret for sure because obviously yeah, you're, yeah. you're working on that Work. and you don't want to obviously exceed or not exceed expectations over here down, we're man. talking with day and henley we're super excited man this guy is an absolute beast shout out wazoo shout out nevada uh, as cool. well wrapping we'll up here <laughs> on the sick podcast Steelers crazy all right a couple last things you're gonna be in the nfl relatively soon you're gonna be playing against some top elite level guys yeah. Tell me some quarterbacks you want to sack, man. Who, who are you watching right now? Who, who are some guys you want to get your top hands on? Top to bottom, man. You got to go from the top to the bottom. And right Love now it. at the top, Love you it. got Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Undoubtedly, Patrick Mahomes, that's an elusive guy <laughs> who's who's like short burst type of speed, not like like a quickness, not like a fast guy where's Lamar. But from t- like top to bottom, I'm going to go have to say Patrick Mahomes. Looking forward to it. Jalen Hurts because he's in the Super Bowl. And then Alabama guy, Oklahoma guy, looking forward to it. And then Josh Allen, you know, just it's a lot of guys right now that I can say I want to sack and just have that accolade. I wish Tom Brady would have gave me one more game. I would have got Tom Brady. I would have been loving it. <laughs> he could have gave me one more you, game. You never know with Tom, right? Yeah, like, I'm you, saying. You, you never know. You, you he could all still, years. He, he still played 10 years. Who knows? Who knows at this point? No, I think I think he's done. You will sack those guys unless you're on their team, obviously. Yeah, um, unless I'm on their team. I wouldn't mind being on any of those teams. You know, like I said, it's for me, wherever I go, I'm tr- I'm looking to make an immediate impact. And that could be on defense. That could be on special teams. It, it really doesn't matter. I just want to be on that field playing. I'd like to see some wazoo on wazoo crime. You get a chance to sack Gardner Minshew one of these oh, days out there. That's a legend defense. out your way. It is. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you so much coming on. Day and Henley, it's been an absolute blast. We are going to be rooting for you like crazy. Myself, Jordan, our guys, Anello and Sammy in the studio back there. Can't wait to follow your journey. Can't wait to watch you run that 4-2-40 and break all those records that you're going to break. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> this has been an absolute, absolute pleasure, man. I wish you all the best and appreciate you doing it. Thanks for having me, man. You got it, man. Thanks again. Really cool stuff, man. Hopefully you guys can do us a favor. Of course, check us out on Instagram right below at the sick podcast Steelers, but most importantly, subscribe on YouTube, sick podcast Steelers crazy and Twitter at sick pod Steelers. As I said, this is one of the coolest things that I can put together all year. Honestly, I think we have some of the best draft coverage and I did this last year too, um, is the fact that I can put together a player profile, but not just a player profile, but also a full on interview with that player as well. So I uh, I can't thank Day and Henley enough. One of the, like I said, the coolest things that we're going to do all year is is that. So I want to let you guys know, of course, something very, very, very important. Listen, it is betting season, obviously. It's a Super Bowl, man. Chiefs, Eagles, I can't tell you there's a thousand props I'm looking at. I'm going to give you an early pick on one of them after I mention something really important. Our sponsor, my bookie you asked for it they listened all right my bookie look they're so cool they need they could take over my face they don't I, you don't need to see me my bookie is so great all right they designed a unique deposit bonus that lets you cash in and cash out quick i'm on it i could promise you that much it is unique for sports bettors who want to focus on what to bet and not a payout sweat you see that no sweat right there right now make your first deposit today before the super bowl okay promo code sick picks it's easy enough sick picks you see it below do me a favor dm me ask me any questions who you're rooting for who you think you should bet 
if you want a sports book that gives you the most for your money, of course, bet on the big game with my bookie pregame, live lines, Super Bowl props, as I mentioned, everything from the opening coin toss, the length of the anthem, the color of the Gatorade. That's always one of my favorite things. It's going to be orange, red. Maybe you'll even get a mountain rush in there, whatever it's called. Glacier freeze. That used to be one of my favorites. I tell you what, I can't tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl yet. I'll do that on our next episode, but I can't tell you where I'm placing the bets. And that's my bookie. Anytime, anywhere, any place. Let me give you a sick pick real quick. I'll throw out a Super Bowl one before we end this podcast. I'm looking at everything, man. I have an addiction to props. It's not healthy whatsoever, but it's fun. If there's one game, you're going to throw a million props out there, right? A couple bucks on a million props, I should say. Don't make it sound like I was going to say a million bucks. I don't have a million bucks, obviously. Um, But props are so much fun. I'm going to throw out my first one over here. I like Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney, who is made of glass, right? This guy has been hurt most of the season. However, he's going to be healthy, it appears, relative to a degree, in this Super Bowl game. His over-under receiving yards is 23 and a half. These Chiefs weapons at receiver are not great. You got Juju, he's banged up. Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Uh, Sky Moore, shout out Sky Moore, new Ken guy. If Kadarius Toney is on the field, he's going to be featured in this offense. I promise you that. It'll take him one or two catches to surpass 23 and a half yards. That's my sick pick today. Go to my bookie, bet over Kadarius Toney, 23 and a half yards receiving. That could change. Listen, if he doesn't play, obviously that is that is null. However, Kadarius Toney over my sick pick today, my bookie. It's been a sick podcast. Like I said, these are my favorite shows. Thank you so much for listening. Going to spray some great quotes out there. Obviously, follow me on Twitter at MikeDubSports1 and Twitter at SickPodcastSteelers. For Jordan York, who isn't here, Anello and Sammy back in the studio. Appreciate Yins. See you next time. I'm Mike Nicastro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.